What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Love and Murder. I'm your host, Kai. I'll be joined by the amazing Share. Tonight is the insane ending of the Knoxville Trio two-parter. It's a teacher, a loving husband, and an innocent bystander. It's time for the conclusion right now on Love and Murder. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of Love and Murder. And I want to thank that listener out there who told me to continue saying my good evenings. Thank you. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. Love and Murder, the weekly true crime podcast discussing relationships gone terribly wrong. And Char, my lovely Char, when I say terribly wrong, how wrong do I mean? She means dead wrong. But I thought we're supposed to have canned music at that moment, like a rumble or something. Or dum-dum-dum. What happened to that? I never said I was going to do that. (laughs) Well, see, the you thing is, I, me rec- more I recommended it. Yeah. I recommended uh-uh. it, but I didn't hear the okay. Nah, All right. Nah, nah. <laughs> just, just listeners, just imagine you hear that. Dun, dun, dun. I'm not doing this. <laughs> <laughs> They're pretty good at imagining if they stuck with us this long. So, okay. Well, I am your host, Kai, and you already heard my co-host, the lovely, the big-breasted, as I said last week. <laughs> <laughs> She didn't mention I have a big real butt. Oh yeah, too. and the anyway, oh, I have to do my my sound effects. The big, the big bootied, the charay, the smackalack charay. Am I the only one when I like my friend? Not just some random girl, but if if you're my friend oh. and you have a big butt, I smack it every time I see you. I have to. There's no way. Oh my god. I have to. Well, I actually used to do that to my big butt friends too. Even at my flatter butt friends, I just used to smack their no, butt. Only so my big butt I didn't friends. know that you did that. I guess that. I'm prejudiced. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> my cousin, oh my God, my cousin's butt is so big. I hit it one time and her butt fought back against my hand. Oh, it hurts so much. <laughs> That's really funny, but how do you know it wasn't sucked out from some other part of the body? You think it was real? Because these days, you have to ask. I've, I've known my cousin her whole life. She's literally my cousin. No. Okay, gotcha. That's hers. <laughs> Unless they gave her a butt implant when she was like three. <laughs> Good Lord. That's pretty funny. Kai. No, all my big so what we... all my big butt cousins, that's their butt. Oh, my God. You're so funny. So what do we have to talk about today? I'm so excited because I I'm, I have an idea. Like, maybe this is going to be well, our part, ho- too. Hold on. Hold on. I'm not done with the intro yet. Okay. So mm-hmm. thank you. Our show, Love and Murder, discusses true crime cases told in the form of a story with mystery, suspense, and just a little bit of humor sprinkled on top. So if you are one of the people who like to put S's on your chest because you don't like humor and true crime, then this yep. is not the place for you. Please shut it off and just go about your business. I'm just letting you know. Thank you. I'm just letting you know. I don't want to hear you complaining later on because I told you now. Anyways, check out our podcast on Apple Podcasts, on Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on social media. The links will be in the show notes below. But I will say that at the end of the show, if you just want to hear my gorgeous voice letting you know our links. If you want to be a part of our LNM exclusive community, then join us on our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash love and murder. When you join, 
what do you get? You get commercial-free episodes of Love and Murder. You also get bonus episodes like every two weeks. You get crazier crimes than we give you. You get Florida crimes. You get behind the scene. You just hear Shar and I acting crazier than we do on the air. And you just get so yeah. much more. And Shar's crazy stories, speaking of the word oh, crazy. God. We have a few in our You can archives. head over there right now. There are some free shows there, and you'll see it. And Shar, for all of this... How much is it a month? The cost of a cup of coffee, not at Starbucks. I think that's $10, but it's only three. That's one, two, three, $3 a month. That's it. That's a cup it. of coffee. Yep. So that's all it'll set you Head back. on over to patreon.com forward slash love and murder and join us over there in our exclusive community. It's exclusive because not everybody gets into the gate, you know? So if you've listened to our show Secret before Club. or even at, at the end of this episode and you like it, please head on over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify and give us five stars. One, two, three, four, five. Say whatever you want in the description, but what it does, it helps other people find us. It helps our podcasts come up in the list so people can find us. And we will be so, so, so grateful to you. And the easiest way for you to be able to rate us is just to go over to our website, www.murderandlove.com. And in the menu, you'll see it says saying rate us. Just choose rate us in that menu and you can go rate us. So on to business. Um, were y'all able to listen to last week's episode? Because if not, I'm telling you right now. To you missed get, a lot, Well, no, but to get oh the God. full effect of tonight's episode, yeah. you have to listen to episode 43. 43 and 44 go hand in hand with each other. So the entire case is the Knoxville trio. So last week we discussed Aaron McLean's side of the story. And today is going to be Eric McLean's side of the story and the conclusion to the case. So trust me, trust me, trust me. If you have not listened to episode 43, then stop this one go right back. now. Go and mm -hmm. listen to 43 and then come back to this one. And then with this one, listen to the end, because I'm telling you, you are going to be shocked at the outcome. Yeah. Oh, my God. Get your popcorn. Look, mm. definitely. Brace yourself. Definitely. Wait till the kids are in bed or wait till you're out on your morning run yeah, or something definitely. where nobody's going to interrupt you and brace yourself for this episode. Also, before we start, we're just reminding you again to listen to episode 42, which is the January Missing Persons. The February Missing Persons episode is coming up at the end of this month. And I'm going to try and have the January updates in that episode if there are any updates. And I'll also list the current Missing Persons, like February Missing Persons. In the meantime, please, please, please go listen to episode 42 and share, share, share. Share. Go to our website, www.murderandlove.com. That's love and murder backwards, murderandlove.com to get the images of those missing and share that page as well. Actually, I'm going to put the link to the case files on our website in the show links below. So if you look below this episode that you're listening to, there's going to be a link to the missing persons uh, case files and you can just easily click on that. Remember, we're trying to help these people get home. So imagine if it was yes. your loved ones. How would you how how hard would you be trying to get them home? So the heartache is lifted when you when there's just that one success story. Even if it's once a week, it's like, "Oh my god, they're still alive." It it changes everything about your perspective about life and, you know, just spending the time with loved ones while while you can because you have another chance. So, but not everyone gets that lucky or that blessed. So you guys have to really tune in and cause you never know, you know, if you know of anyone missing, definitely you, you want to hear the show. Yeah. And let's try, you know, just as hard as you would work if it was your loved one missing, let's try and work as hard to help bring these missing children home. So that's what I have for that. Now onto the show. It's hard to do like that transition. You're talking about missing children and stuff, missing people. And then you have to transition to the show. That's like, a hard transition. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty gloomy, but sometimes there is a happy Indian silver lining. Sometimes there is. So that's the good thing. Yeah. So with Eric McLean and Aaron McLean, last week we already talked about their beginning lives and everything. This is why it's important to listen to last week's episode. And this week we're going to pick up with Eric's side of the story. Now, some of this story is going to be kind of choppy because of how the facts came in, but you're still going to get the whole story. Oh, 
Also, y'all have to forgive me. I might start sounding weird during telling this case because I have a huge, like, uh, what do you call it again, Char? A canker. Yeah, I have sore. a canker sore on my in my cheek because I bit my cheek. And then apparently while I was sleeping, I continued biting it. And then one of the teeth marks turned into a canker sore and he decides to leave a hole, a huge hole in my cheek. So that's what I'm contending with. A huge hole? I have a hole in my freaking cheek, man. So, oh my God. Well, you know it, you know that it heals itself though. I know, but it's still, it still hurts um, while I'm waiting for it to heal. Well, don't eat hot sauce. Anything with hot Um, sauce. A duh. But anyways, (laughs) since it's like on my cheek and sometimes it Mm -hmm. rubs that tooth that bit it, you're going to probably hear me talking with clenched teeth. So I'm just telling you all this up front before you're like, what, what's Kai doing? So yeah, bear with me here because I still wanted to record y'all's episode. I didn't think y'all wanted to wait another week to find out what happened. So I took some Tylenol. I'm pretty sure the listeners don't want to, they don't want to wait, but you know, you guys do support us and you understand we're human and have these things happen so we appreciate your you know just hanging in there with us we're not always perfect <laughs> <laughs> all right so we're picking up here which we already said this little part here in Aaron's story but this is where we're picking up for Eric's story so on March 10th 2006 right before 9 p.m Eric made a 911 call someone was at his home and he needed officers to come and help remove him After a while, though, Eric said the intruder left on his own and no further assistance was needed. Seven minutes later, another 911 call came in, but this time someone had been shot. Police were dispatched and when they arrived, the intruder was found dead. Aaron met with officers, but Eric was nowhere to be found. Let's figure out what happened here. This Mm -hmm. is Eric's story. During 11 years of marriage, Eric worked multiple jobs to support his family and allow his wife to go to school. He had put off going to college and following his dream, which was to become a high school band director, to allow Erin to do this first. She wanted to do her dream. He allowed her to go to college and do it first. During the beginning of the marriage, Eric and Erin split the family duties and, you know, put the kids first. And so it was the kids, Erin's schooling, Eric was working. Uh, to support the family. And finally, when Erin graduated, she got a job and Eric started on his goal of becoming a band director. However, after a short time, Erin quit her job and decided to go back to school. And as we found out in Erin's story, she quit her job just because she didn't like it and decided to go back to school. Now, Eric... Eric wasn't happy with this, but, you know, if it's going to keep Aaron happy and on the goal to achieve achieving her dream, then he would deal with it. In the last five years of their marriage, though, Eric found himself raising the kids primarily alone, working and going to school. According to Eric, and I want to say this, this whole thing is according to Eric. It is not in my words. I'm not assuming anything. This is all piece together through interviews with Eric and um, the trial notes with Eric and everything like that. So none of this is my words. Okay. Now, according to Eric, Erin seemed to be making less and less time for the children and she was less interested in what they were doing. Eric became both mother and father to their two boys. He took them to school before he went to work. He helped them with their homework. When uh, when he got home from work, he cooked for them, took them to ac- their activities, put them to bed. Basically everything while he was at it's school. It's like Mr. Mom. Yeah. I mean, wow. Basically while he was that's, at school and working impressive. at the same time. Yeah, that was very mm-hmm. impressive. But it's a lot to the do. thing is they do have a mother. So what's going on with that? You know? So even though this was a lot of work, he didn't complain because he just, you know, he saw how busy his wife was with her school and her internship. So he just was like, okay, one day she's going to finish with school and she'll be able to help more. And I'm just going to take this on the chin for now because, you know, we still have to raise our kids and everything like that. So basically he was just trying to be a good husband and a good father. Now, after Erin started her internship, things started to change. She spoke excessively about this one particular young man who had been given up for adoption when he was six, but later he reunited with his birth mother. 
One day, as she was talking to him about her other students, this adopted student's name came up. It was Sean Powell. She started having phone conversations with this student, telling Eric that, you know, it was for school purposes and this kid really needed her help. And, you know, but the conversations were like, why are you talking to this student so much? Are there no other teachers? Is there no principal? Does he not have parents? Like, you know what I'm saying? Something like that. Because that would be my question. Like, why are you talking to him so much? You're literally only an intern. So why is he not having this level of attention from actual teachers? Sometime later, Aaron came to Eric and decided to kind of approach the idea of having an open marriage to him, which really wasn't something he wanted. And as we know, he wrote an email and asked for advice on this. And if you listen to the other episode, I actually read that email. And I'm not going to read it here. So you got to go back and listen to the other episode, Aaron's story. Uh, So he actually wrote an email asking for advice. And advice was given. If you want to find out that advice, listen to the other episode. And, you know, he noticed that as time went on, you know, she was constantly, constantly on the phone with this young man. Then neighbors, good old neighbors. (laughs) Always the neighbor. Neighbors started Mm. telling him about a Mercedes that had been in his driveway when he's not home. And once they saw the kids were locked outside the house while it was cold and Aaron was inside the house with some mystery man. It wasn't Eric. They knew it wasn't Eric because, you know, that's his neighbor's. It was just some guy. They didn't know who it was. The kids were outside, probably banging on the door or whatever they were doing. And Aaron was inside with this other dude. So I don't know if I heard that. Eesh, I don't even know what I, I mean, would do. That's, <laughs> I don't even know what it's I would do. It's a war in someone's home. That just isn't going to go that's down very not, well in most homes. It's, it's number one. You had my kids outside just in the cold. Just That's just number one. And then mm-hmm. I guess the more I think about it, like not only did you have my kids outside in the cold, you had some, well, on my. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And there would be some woman in my house, disrespecting my house, while my kids were outside in the cold. You know, it wouldn't... I mean, there's no logic anywhere, for any, any angle of the story. Like, who does that? Yeah. <laughs> so anyways allegedly one day towards the end of january or the beginning of february so around that time eric's oldest son came and told him that mom had pushed him to into a closet because he saw something he wasn't supposed to see so it's not like she pushed him in and locked him he she pushed him and he fell into the closet <laughs> oh my god yeah so she was basically like intimidating him so she pushed him because he saw this thing and she didn't want him to tell anyone. So that was the intimidation aspect. Also, she had taken them to a liquor store to meet some man there. So by the wow. way, when he, when she took them to the liquor store, this was actually like they were supposed to be in bed already for school the next day. So it wasn't. So she drags them out, out late when they should be asleep to go on this little liquor store adventure. Yeah, so. And why am I going, why are my kids going around a liquor store and why are they out late in that environment? That's great. It's like she was just losing it all the way around. Like, what happened? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's this not like woman. it was even like an afternoon thing. It was like night. Yeah. And, you know, they're little. So it was like after eight, nine o'clock, you know? Oh, my God. So. Kids were taking a field trip to the liquor to store. To the liquor okay, store. Don't ask any questions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this guy's your <laughs> uncle. Just, 
You've never met him before, but he is your uncle. Trust me on this. Right. <laughs> uncle John. It's always Uncle John. <laughs> so uh, the son also told Eric that mom had been taking them to the playground and some guy was always coming along, but they were always holding hands, which was weird because that's not their dad. Because it wasn't daddy. Exactly. <laughs> like... So oh man. later on, when Erin found out that her son had told Eric about this, she ended up scratching her son out of anger. I scratching? I mean, I'm I don't know. That's she's not a cat. I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, know. I, I I don't <laughs> I I don't know. I I don't know. But anyway, here's your punishment. I'm gonna scratch. Yeah, you. she scratched him because I mean, she was mad that he told he told Eric. Yeah, but you would just scratch. Her secrets are out. You, Mommy, I know your secrets. I don't like I don't like stuff like this. Like, you know, parents are cheating on each other and then they're teaching their children how to lie right. and hide stuff from from the other parent. Like, I'll give you 10 bucks if you don't tell your mom. Like, what kind of message are you teaching your children? You can't yeah, that, you can't so keep yourself together long enough to mm-hmm. teach your children good manners. Like, seriously, like sex is really that much to you. I, I can't fathom that. I don't know. And have you ever heard of a babysitter? Like, if you know you're just going to do the bone chicka wah wah around your kids or even be that close to someone else, why do they have to see that, witness that, and then they get punished for the fact that they did see it? Like, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, it's not their fault you're a cheater, like, right? Yeah, exactly. Ah. It's literally not their fault. Anyways, uh, the news of this infidelity really, really affected Eric. And towards the end of February, he stole a gun from one of his family members. And his reasoning for doing this was that basically he was going to put himself out of his misery. But as he was thinking about ending it all, he also thought about leaving his children and realized that he couldn't do that to them. And so he didn't Mm -hmm. go through with it. Then he kind of tried to like incorporate Aaron's student, Sean, into some of their family outings. Basically at her, basically at her insistence, she would you oh, know, hound him oh and gosh. hey, can can he come? Can he? Can he? Can he? Dad, can he come? Can my boyfriend come, please? Can my, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess she figured I... out he knew by now, so why not? What, what difference does it make? Well, you know what? But but see, this is in the same fashion as a lot of our other crazy stories, where it's like, okay, listen. I'm going to have a I'm going to have this little side piece. So guess what? I'm just going to move them in with the family and, and they're going to have dinner with us on Tuesday and Thursday nights. <laughs> and and you know and, and you're going to be okay we're gonna with go it. on outings together. Yeah, we're going to do staycations together. Like this is what, these people go to these deepest deepest levels with our stories. They really do this. So listeners don't think we're making up oh, anything no. ever. No. Because we, we're even Kai and I are not that creative, and we're writers by trade. We can't even think this stuff up. Like this is what really look. Happens. If y'all are new to Love and Murder, I'm telling you, just listen to our previous episodes, <laughs> and you'll definitely now. know that we're not making this mm-hmm. up. So anyway, so he came with them on their family outings or some of their family outings, but while they're Super out, weird. her and Sean didn't even try to hide. That, you know, they were in a relationship. Yeah. So in front of her (laughs) husband and the kids, Mm. Sean was flirting with her. And then they would even leave and go home together. Like, well, maybe he thought the husband was okay with an open relationship, though. So you have to you have to in his defense. We don't know what she said to him. We don't know what she told him about her marriage. Well, because that's not uncommon these days. We had a plenty couple stories like that, too. So you just never know what's really being said yeah i mean that's that's definitely true and if everyone listened to last week's episode you'll know that she was saying that he said he was okay with it so oh you know i forgot that how you're the host you're so oh my god well no but i did because there were so many twists and turns in the story i'm sorry i can't keep up plug your whole your your ears while mommy and mommy talk because (laughs) (laughs) i don't want you to know that host char forgot her own freaking case from last week while we're telling y'all to remember the case. <laughs> Good Lord. It was only one tidbit, but it's always, it's just, there's so many, oh, these people. Yeah. So carry on. 
it's it's not an easy job, guys. Just so you know. (laughs) (laughs) So one day Eric gets home to find Aaron and Sean having sex. Now, instead of being apologetic or, you know, even embarrassed, as most people would be, Sean basically starts making fun of Eric by telling him, like, your children are going to be calling me daddy pretty soon. Dude, I'm telling you, I know we're supposed to be pacifists and stuff. I will punch somebody in the face. <laughs> I know. Oh, no. My my inner anger. There would be no way I would be able me, to stay calm. Angry me is coming out. Yes. It would be no way. When it comes to my child, this is, yeah, no, it'd be no way. So anyway, <laughs> yeah, he said, you know, they're going to be calling him daddy pretty soon or whatever. And instead of beating his face in, Eric decides to take the high road and he leaves. Now, if you remember in Aaron's story, she said that Eric tried to initiate a threesome. But then Sean said no and proceeded to continue having sex with Aaron. And Eric was just like, well, OK, then and walked to the living room or whatever. So, you know, but I do remember that. I remember that part. Definitely. That that would. But see, th- see, this is what makes this. This episode tonight, like, just so interesting because of these two entirely different stories. Yeah. And imagine what the cops have to go through when they're being interrogated. Oh, yeah, but he said this, but she said that. <laughs> you have to really listen and imagine who's lying here because someone's not, someone's not telling the truth. I think if you listen we'll to two stories, both of the stories, somewhere in there you get the truth. Yeah, somewhere. Yeah, exactly. There's his, his side, her side, and, and then, then the there's truth. the truth. So on her yeah. side he initiated a threesome on his side. He had just come home and they were having sex. So we know the truth is she was having sex with an 18 year old. That's the truth there. Now, however, whatever else happened around that it's, he said, she said, so my question is why didn't Eric just leave? Because in my opinion, that's, that's kind of a lot to take on. You know what I'm saying? Like, First of all, you're supporting your entire family. You you put your dreams on hold so your wife can can follow her dreams. She follows her dreams and then starts sleeping with some, not even a man. Some well, maybe that was her dream. Actually, we don't really know where well, that ended. <laughs> according to them, her dream was to be a teacher. Yeah, said so, so she so she says, but the motives are not matching up. So that's you know, so selfish. not only does she cheat on him, it's not even a dude; it's a student. And then mm-hmm. she brings this in his face constantly. You know what I'm saying? So it's like that's kind of a lot to deal with. It's a low blow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, why don't you just leave the marriage is what yeah. you're saying. Why stick around? I mean, you're taking care of the kids anyway. You're bringing home the bacon, pr- probably paying the bills while she, for all, for all we know, well, we can't make up things in these stories, but we don't know if she was being frivolous with the money that she did have, opposed to him being really the bet- breadwinner because she was in school. She wasn't working during this time. I think because she didn't like her job. So Yeah, she quit her so job and him. she's in school and doing an internship mm-hmm. while he's in school taking care of the kids and working. So my thing is, what do I need you for, though? Well, as a wife? somebody I mean, actually asked him this question, like, why didn't you just leave her? And he actually gave a quote, mm-hmm. quote, I couldn't leave her because I love her. He just loved her. So All that's right, why he didn't leave. There's that word again. <laughs> There's Love that makes word, people that do L crazy word. things, man. Yeah, it sure does. If that's what they think they're in. Yeah. <laughs> Opposed to just dysfunction, they call it love. So now we fast forward to the day of March 10th, 2005. On that day, for some reason, Sean had been like sitting outside of their house for a couple days. He had just been in his car sitting outside of the house. Now, if you remember in our previous episode, again, you need to listen to that. Um, he didn't have a place to stay. Remember, he was he was mm-hmm. homeless for a little he's while. Out of every 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 place he's at, he's kicked yeah. out. Yeah, and so he really didn't have a place to stay. So I guess they had given him a place. I'm not going to go into it. They had given him a place for a little while, and I guess instead of staying there, he's just sitting in his car outside their house, which I don't know. That's, That's weird. Super weird. I don't know. So mm-hmm. on this particular day, Eric had come home. And him and Aaron were supposed to go on a prearranged date. So he comes home and Sean is there. And he's just like, you know, what the, as, as uh, Char says, what the, what the? 
What the what the? <laughs> and he's like, he tells Sean to leave. And Sean, as any 18-year-old boy, <laughs> just ignored him, you know? So then that's the first 911 call that went out. He called 911 and he says he calls 911 to try and convince Sean to leave. So he said, quote, trying to bluff a young man. Well, I have to do my voice. Hold on. Quote, trying to bluff a young man who won't listen to two adults into leaving. So the 911 call goes, hello. Well, I still need to put on a voice, huh? Okay. <clears throat> Nine, Here it goes. 911, what's your emergency? Hello, I have an intruder in the house. Where are you? 2424 Coker Avenue. And you have an intruder in your house? What do you mean by intruder? Trespasser? But then later on, after a while, he told them, okay, it was fine. He said basically the intruder left on his own volition. And so they hung up. So what happened in that time is basically Sean was like, all right, you're calling 911. I get it. I get it. You want me to leave? You know, he didn't want any trouble with the cops. He didn't want to get arrested. So he's like, all right, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. But on his way out, you know, they were exchanging words. Sean was probably like, oh, you're such a beep, beep, beep. And and, and Eric yeah. was like, whatever, just leave or whatever. So they exchanged words and then Sean ended up leaving. But instead of actually leaving the property, he just went back to his car and sat there smoking a cigarette and waiting for Aaron. So a few minutes later, Eric walked out the house, went to his truck. And when he went to when he went to his truck, that's when he got the hunting rifle. Remember, he got that rifle from a family member, which he didn't want to name. In one instance, in most instances, I heard he didn't want to name who it was. And in one single instance, it said who he got the rifle from. So because everything else said he didn't want to name it, I'm going to go with not naming who he got it from. So he got the rifle and then he went to Sean's car and, you know, he tried to scare him or whatever. So what he says is he went to the car and he said, quote, the gun was a bluff too. It just didn't work out right. So basically that was his quote on why he even had the gun in the first place. So after wow. that, that's when the second 911 call came. So 911, what's your emergency? My husband just killed someone. What's the address, ma'am? 2424 Coker. Is he there with you right now? No, <laughs> but the body's here. How did he do it? He shot him with a shotgun. Please come. Hurry, hurry. Stay on the line, please. Don't hang up. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So when the gun went off and Eric realized what happened, he basically freaked out and left. And Eric drove like he jumped in his truck and he drove near West High School. And then he left his truck there. And uh, the next day, police found him walking along the railroad tracks, like how many miles away from his house. So, of course, they arrested him and charged him with first degree murder. And first degree murder in Tennessee carries a mandatory minimum sentence of 51 years in prison. Now, once news of all this came out, you know, basically that Aaron was having an affair with a student, she was fired from her internship. No. I mean, come on. You didn't think that was going to happen? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're being sarcastic. Okay, never mind. Exactly. Never mind. I was wondering when you catch on. <laughs> <laughs> so during the investigation, a suicide note from Eric which had been written months ago, was found. So it does look like he had been thinking about suicide. Attempted yeah. or thought it, yeah. And then autopsy and toxicology records showed that at the time of his death, Sean had cocaine in his system and a blood alcohol level of 0.13%. What's the legal blood alcohol level again? I thought it was, didn't we go over this before? Yes, we did, I and mean, I, I don't remember it. I, I want to say it was that because it's a little more than 1.1. I think it might be 1.3. But I know, but but obviously he might be right there. You know we're searching you know, while we're on the right air, there. right? <laughs> As oh, we always yeah, that's do. that's what we do, guys. Well, the last time I figured it out because... Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. 
That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org slash savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Because I kind of know, you know, these things. Alcoholic. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, we won't say. Okay. Sorry, I had something <laughs> in my throat. Alcohol. Alcohol. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> I think I should drink some water. Anyways, <laughs> the legal blood alcohol level is 0.08%. 0.08%. Oh, point zero. So it's not even no, one. No, 0.08%. Okay, so he's at 1.13%. One... So it's almost one and a half Good over. Lord. What it could, supposed to be, yeah. I was way off on that, but okay. So his blood alcohol level was high AF. Now, while the news frenzy and investigation continues, Eric files for divorce from Aaron and files for custody of the kids, which if he was so horrible, and if you listen to last week's episode, you know what I'm talking about. If If he was so horrible and she already had the kids, why wasn't she the one to file for divorce? Why didn't she file for divorce before him? Yeah. Right. That's what I'm, Mm -hmm. that's what I'm wondering. But in the meantime, uh, you know, the boy stayed with Aaron, but a child psychologist authorized unsupervised visits with Eric and his sons. So later it came out that Aaron, now people strap in later. It came out that Aaron had falsified a resume, went by her maiden name and gotten another teaching job. That's not the part I'm telling you to strap in for. At that job, ready? She'd started another relationship with another teenager. What the what? (laughs) (laughs) There's my cue. No, I, that means I, what? Don't believe it. Yes. She did it again. I mean, oops, she she's did a serial oh, sorry. student dater. Oh. <laughs> so Good song, she though. got fired Sarah from dater. that job when the school got wind of who she was. She then checked herself into a mental facility for a while. But then when she got out, she left Knoxville. Police and everyone said, you know, she was on the run at the time. And an Amber Alert was actually put out on the kids because she went out of state with the kids, but without Eric's consent. But before she went out of state, she first moved to Nashville, but never stayed with family that she had there. Instead, both her side of the family and Eric's side of the family said that she stayed in like seedy motels and stuff. And the rooms that had alcohol bottles like all over the place. And she had her kids around that. Once, like one time, strap in people, someone walked in and caught her engaged in an act. Now, the act wasn't mentioned. And this is allegedly, but I said that already. Caught her in an act with another teenager while her two boys were in the room. I mean, you know, I'm sorry to laugh, but she just has a taste and preference for youngins <laughs> for some reason. Dude. Like, I mean, you would think you learned the first time, but no, you're doing again it again. And it, again. She, same, no, she was doing it semi, she, simultaneously. She was doing it at the same time. With I wonder another if she school. just no, she she got quit. stuck. Because remember, right as soon as they graduated, that's when they got married. I wonder if she got stuck mm-hmm. in that time frame. Feeling like she missed that makes out. Sense because she was attracted to her husband when they were both that young. But I'm not saying that. What I'm then, saying is like maybe she was like, I feel like I got married too young and she's just stuck there. Like I oh, wish yeah. I hadn't have gotten oh, married yeah. this young and I yeah. should have had my fun. And so she's just stuck there. Not that that's an excuse because that's still like really. But that's a syndrome and that that's a good point that you're saying because that definitely happens. Yeah. 
And you grow up too fast because think about it. You quickly start having children. You have all this responsibility and you've got to have these extra jobs to take care of these kids and you wanted to just get through school. It just, you know, it, when it happens too fast, it's just not right. It's best to wait. I mean, for some people, because I do know some people who had children like right out of high school and they're completely sane and would never do something That's like true. this. So this is just some mm-hmm. people. But yeah, she definitely did have the kids straight out of high school, got married straight out of high school. And I'm just wondering if she just got stuck in that mindset because she seems to have this affinity for 18 year old boys. I'm I'm surprised they're even 18. I mean, she was right on that border each time. Like, Oh, I like them yeah. young. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so creepy. <laughs> anyway. So after that happened, she, that's when she moved out of state and took the kids to Austin, Texas. And of course, when the, when Eric's trial started, Aaron never went to any of his trials because she wasn't even in the state. She was just like, you know what? I'm not going to deal with this. I'm going to move, find me some other, you know, 18-year-olds. Young Maybe I could find some Texas mm-hmm. youngins on a ranch or something. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So Eric, on the other hand, gave TV interviews about the murder, and he said it was an accident. Now, I personally don't think it was a good look to have interviews during a murder investigation and the trial and everything, but what do you think? I don't think it was a good look to go to the car with a, a shotgun and then say it was an accident. Dude, we're, we're, but we're not I talking mean, about that. I'm just asking. About I know, but I'm, I'm, but I'm going back to that point. I, I mean, yeah. It's, it's just stupid. Yeah, that's pretty dumb. But what do you think about him giving interviews when he's on trial, basically? No, it's incriminating. You're supposed to just be very quiet, not a peep. I don't think it's incriminating. Usually, I just think it's but really a, well, stupid. Well, a lawyer generally tells you that. No, his well, lawyer, they actually right? spoke with the judge about it, and the judge allowed it to happen. And I think hmm. his lawyer's thought process was you he had to get his own story out there. You know, let the public know what his side of the story was. And I don't know. I just think that was the, that was the preemptive strike, getting his story out there. I do think so, too. Well, there's a you know what? There's just a fine line there that, you know, he was treading. So I guess you can go one way or the other with it because you could because you could say enough and just get the the community to really support you. I mean, what if them? What if what what if one of those people became a juror or something? You know, in the middle yeah, of the but trial, usually when that happens, like, usually when that happens, mm-hmm. if if the community knows too much about the case, too much, they usually move mm-hmm. it somewhere else. So that's why I just don't understand oh, yeah, this. Like they true. didn't move it anywhere else. Yeah. He was running around giving interviews. So it's just it's just weird to me. Anyways, police finally caught up with Aaron. Now, guess how they did that? You'll never guess. So I'm not even going to wait for you because you'll be here all night. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I agree. Well, this guy who had been on the run with her, which was a 38-year-old man named Michael Mickey Franks, he'd been on the run with her. He had met her at the institution. Remember when she checked herself into an institution in Tennessee? He met her at that Mm -hmm. institution, and they got out together, and then he helped her take the boys from their home and you know start going around the place so he went from there to nashville with her and everything like that and then after a while she kicked him out and then he went and told cops but anyways he said that they lived in motels and that they worked odd jobs to be able to make money here and there and he said that aaron would wake him up from sleep with the sex that she was having with an 18 year old while in the bed, in the same bed with her sons. So basically, I'm going to spell this out to you. Basically, it was Please her. Please spell it out because I'm like trying to picture. What? Okay, so yeah. So remember, you, okay, so you're in a motel room. Sometimes you get room yeah. with two beds, right? So there's two beds in the yeah. room. In one of the beds, it mm-hmm. was her, her two sons, and some 18-year-old dude. And then in the other bed was Mickey. So he would be asleep. Mm-hmm. The 38-year-old. Yeah, so he would be asleep okay. in his bed. And then, you know, let's just say three o'clock in the morning, he's awakened by like loud sex noises in the other bed. And he turns around and looks and it's Aaron and some 18 year old going at it while her two children are like at the foot of the bed sleeping. Oh, that's so cold. That's creepy is what oh, it is. Gosh. Yeah. Well, the 38 was the 38 year old was a little old for her. 
So she, I guess he bored her quickly. I don't, it, she didn't he, have never, any shame he never, he never said like, that he was having sex with her or anything like that. He never okay, said Okay, so that. they were just kind of ride or die together. Well, let's just get in trouble, try to survive. We had something in common when they were, you know, in Maybe the, he liked her. Therapist. Maybe he liked her, but she, yeah. that just wasn't her type or whatever. I don't know. But anyway, they would be having sex and that would wake him up and he would just be skeezed out. So he would leave, literally leave the room. Meanwhile, her sons are sitting there being traumatized. Like, what the frick? Yeah, definitely. Like, if That's it worked, woke him up, I'm pretty sure the children woke up too, but they were just, you know, you don't ever want to hear your like, parents What do you, what do you say? Sex? Mom, quiet it, quiet that it down. Would, I, oh you can't really God. say anything. You're a kid. You're just... yeah. You're almost starting to think this is normal when you're a kid because you don't know you don't know normal anymore. Oh my god, I can't Ugh, even imagine. Crazy. I'm so happy my yeah. mom didn't do that. I I know somebody <laughs> who she was actually adopted out. Her mom would have sex with randos right in front of her. I I can't oh. even. I can't. Well, that's exactly what this is. Yeah, I can't even imagine. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, you know, because of Mickey, police found her. And removed the kids from her home. So they found her in Austin, Texas and took the kids or whatever. And guess what? You'll never guess. Just, but try. Guess what? The police came, removed the kids from her home. She was there. And just take a while, guess what else? Well, she probably didn't stop them. She didn't care. She doesn't care about the kids. I mean, that's what's coming to me. That just like, okay, take them away. Well, when the police arrived and, and, you know, found her there, found the kids and got the kids and everything like that, they realized, wait a second, there's somebody else here. Oh, he was still, wait a minute, what happened to the 18-year-old and, and the 18-year-old and the 38-year-old? Well, she kicked no, the 38-year-old, 38-year-old. She kicked him out. The 18-year-old, so the 18-year-old he probably, was still he was there? probably still in school or whatever, so he couldn't leave oh, nashville God. so there was another yeah. 18 year old at the place <laughs> and she told police i can't keep up with all these dude, kids this woman is collecting along she the way. told police and that that children. was just her no 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 she was like oh no 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 this isn't an 18 year old he's a temporary helper who lives with me as an 18 year old like <laughs> <laughs> oh wow I was like wow <laughs> So, like, how many? 18? That was, so she had I Sean. I guess it's a magic number for her, one, huh? One, two. So far, it's been four 18-year-olds. She, she Sean, then the random, then the random guy. So that's four that I'm counting and, so far. Uh, okay. Wow. That's. So wow. they took the kids, and they took the kids to Eric's parents' home in Tennessee. And then they had a custody hearing between her and Eric and she was arrested for taking the kids out of state without permission. And she was sentenced to 90 days in jail because of doing that. So that's that story. Meanwhile, during the trial, prosecutors Bill Crabtree and Takesha Fitzgerald painted the picture of Aaron committed premedi- uh, premeditated murder. While the defense, on the other hand, his attorney Bruce, Bruce Poston argued that the murder was accidental. Now, the medical examiner took the stand, the medical examiner for the Knox and Anderson counties, and said that the autopsy found that the gun was fired from close range and Sean had a graze wound on his hand and a little black residue on it. So, like, he had a, a wound and black residue in the wound or, like, on the wound. So, in their expert opinions, the wound was actually a defensive one and that Eric's claim of him grabbing the gun. So remember he said that Sean had grabbed the gun and that's why it went off. So they, they're saying Eric's claim of him grabbing the gun wasn't con- conducive with the evidence. So it said, yes, Sean's hands were probably close to the gun, but he wasn't touching it. So that to me, that oh. sounds like an open and shut case. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Then, well. yeah. So after that, though, Eric ended up taking the stand. So when I don't think they were going to have him take the stand, but after the medical examiner came, Eric ended up taking the stand. And when he took the stand, he told everybody about, you know, his story, uh, what's going on in the relationship from his perspective, you know, how everything was going between him, Aaron, the children, Sean came in, everything like that. He um, basically told them everything I've told you in this episode. So that was his entire testimony to everybody in the courtroom now he said that 
after he'd called the police to get Sean to leave, Aaron, you know, started making fun of him and belittling him. And Sean, who was still outside, as we know, joined in. Then Aaron went outside with Sean and sat on a swing that they had outside their house, which is kind of the same thing that Aaron said. But she didn't say they were taunting, but Eric is saying that they were taunting. So she went outside with Sean, sat on the swing, and then they kept taunting him. And then Aaron went to leave with Sean, but Eric pleaded with her to stay. And she said she was going to go get her children, her children, and leave with Sean. And that's when Eric went to get the gun to scare Sean away. So basically he could have him leave his family alone. He was like, don't you see she's taking my kids away from me? Like, don't you have a heart? Don't you care? And he went to get, get the gun, as he says, to scare Sean to leave his family alone. So those were his intentions were just, and then it just went off. Cause you know, that happens. This is what he says. I mean, this is what he says. Hmm. So Eric no, on no, the no. stand, Eric did acknowledge killing Sean, even though he says it was accidental. He said that there is not one day that goes by where he doesn't regret what happened. He also apologized to both Sean's adopted parents and Sean's mother. Now before sentencing, People were sending in letters in droves to the judge with the punishment that they thought that, you know, she should give Eric. A lot of people stood with him and they stood against Aaron. The community, most of the community hated Aaron and said she was a bad yeah, mother and a bad wife. Mm -hmm. And I mean, in terms of media, it, this is basically a normal media frenzy with a crazy case mm -hmm. like this. So everybody has their opinions. And, you know, I guess after they heard his side of the story and, you know, the neighbors are telling what happened and, you know, it's just, it just, I think it's primarily that she was with, young guys like 18 year olds children and stuff like that i think that's primarily why the community hated her i think it was like if it was she was just cheating on him but it was like a 35 year old guy i don't think they would look yeah, at her you're right because it, it it brings another level to it when you, she's just short of a pedophile like she i mean they're just barely legal it just makes her look really bad. And I think that was really like bad. the main thing in, in how the community mm -hmm. looked at her. Right. So a jury of six men and six women deliberated nearly 11 hours for two days before returning the verdict. Now, they came back with a verdict and the verdict was not guilty for first degree murder, not guilty on voluntary manslaughter, guilty of reckless homicide and eric was immediately taken away to prison like his 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 uh lawyer was trying to say you know well let's wait for the for the pre-sentence of the bail hearing or any, uh, the probation hearing or anything like that but they took him immediately away to prison so in a pre-sentence report prepared by board of probation and parole employee laura thompson she argued that Eric was eligible for probation. Quote, the current offense appears to be his only criminal conviction. He does not appear to have any mental health problems. He denied any excessive use of alcohol and any use of non-prescribed and or illegal drugs. He has a high school diploma and has completed several years of college. He is gainfully employed. He is divorced and has two minor children. End quote. So basically, because he had no prior criminal history, the law presumes him eligible for a probation. So Eric was sentenced to four years in prison and had to serve 47 days in jail and then 12 years of probation. So he spent 42 years. That's a long probation. Well, Whoa. listen, the re there's a reason years. why. So he basically, he spent 42 days in jail and then he was able to post bond. And then after that, he spent an additional 47 days in jail. Now, if he violates his probation, he would serve no more than the four year sentence. So basically oh, they gave him the 12 mm -hmm. years of probation so that they can keep him under their legal thumb for up to 12 years. So that was the reasoning for the 12 year probation because it would be either four years or they're watching him for 12 years. So they figured it was better for the 12 years. Now, oh, I get it. to yeah. me, 
personally, I feel like this 18-year-old kid, Sean, was 100% a victim. He was still a kid, even though at 18, people think you're an adult. Yeah, he's being exploited. Yeah, but he opinion. was still a kid, and this adult woman took advantage of him for basically her yes. own selfish purposes. I think, mm-hmm. like you said before, Eric shouldn't have brought out the gun. Whether the shooting was accidental or not, he should not have had the gun at all. Like, you could have just taken your kids and just left. Like, just go go somewhere, go to your exactly. parents' house or whatever. If all of this was happening, you didn't have to bring out a gun. Oh, I'm going to threaten you. Like, come on, man. But don't you wonder why Sean didn't just leave? Why are you still in the, the parking lot? Well, in front you of heard the, toxiolo- the toxology I mean, report. He had cocaine and alcohol and you know what uh what rick james said cocaine is a hell of a drug so (laughs) (laughs) yeah i can imagine but you can go but what i'm saying kai is go to another lot across the street and sit there in your car for the night listen to me it's like being taunting just staying in you're talking about first of all a rebellious kid number one number Mm -hmm. one rebellious kid who had a really terrible childhood, and everybody says he was just rebellious. Not that I'm blaming any of this on him. He was a rebellious kid. He had a hard life. I feel bad for him. Number two, he's a teenage boy. Hormones raging through you. Literally, all they want to do is fight. Are you serious? And you think he's going to make the rational decision? The one who should have made the rational decision is the grown man, not the teenage boys. Teenagers are not well known for rational decisions. <laughs> and then number three, so true. he had I mean, I, I cocaine and alcohol in his system. And, yeah, it's under the All influence. of this is a recipe for disaster, not rational decisions. Decision. So it no, it was Eric who should have made a rational decision. And it was Aaron who shouldn't have been. A, let me not call these people names. But yeah. Both of the adults are at fault here. I don't blame Sean at all. Sean was 100% a victim. Innocent. I get it. Yeah, I do agree yeah. with that. It's a good point. I mean, it's a shame because he's dead. Yeah. So, you know, unfortunately, it's just unnecessary. Yeah. yeah. So Eric is currently done with his probation. I think his probation ended a couple years ago. So he's done with his probation. And the McLean boys are grown and they live in Lenore City. Uh, Erin is currently still living in Texas and she's a freelance writer. Okay, wait, how does she not get time? Because she, she, she created all of this chaos. How is that not? I mean, she got time for taking the kids away, but I mean, she didn't, that's it. She didn't pull a trigger. She didn't tell her husband to murder this guy. There's no reason for her to go to jail other than taking the kids. She didn't do anything. Yeah. It, she can't go to jail for just being a really bad person. And, and bad they're murder. all 18, so it's not like they're illegal. So there's nothing to put her, put her in jail for, except she took the kids and they put her in jail for that for a couple days. But other than wow. that, there's nothing to so put her in jail for. she writes books now. She's a freelance writer. Well, a freelance writer, writer doesn't I just... necessarily mean you write books, but, you know. Well, that's true. You can do whatever they have out there, you know. It, I mean, any type of assignment, that is true. It doesn't mean it's books. But I guess I'm wondering if she's going to write about her life at some point and, you know, the story and that that sort of thing, because it's definitely... Well, you know, it's going to be... It's it's the thing that books are made it's of. It's going to be, you know, that she was just a loving you know? mother and wife, and mm-hmm. he was a terrible ogre, and she had to find love somewhere <laughs> else and blah, blah, blah. It's going to be one yeah. of those... But anyway, that is the story of Eric McLean, Aaron McLean, and Sean Powell. So what did y'all think of this case? What did y'all think of the outcome? Definitely let us know in the comments below. Or better yet, Mm -hmm. head on over to our Facebook fan group and let us know there. Let's have a conversation over there. What did you think of the outcome? Did you think that Eric did this on purpose? Do you think he should have served a longer time in prison? What do you think about what's going on with the kids, those poor kids? I hope they got some help. I really hope they took them to a psychologist or something and just like help clear these kids' minds of what was going on. What do you think of what happened with Sean? And which story do you believe? Do you believe Aaron? Do you believe Eric? Do you believe they're both lying, but there's just like truth in the middle? 
just let us know in the comments or come on over to our Facebook fan group. If you just search Google for Love and Murder fan page, you will definitely find our fan group there. I want to know what y'all think. I thought this was a crazy case, yeah, which is yeah. why I had to do. Absolutely. I'm really curious what our listeners are thinking because I had so many questions myself and there's so much that was going on in my head. And I'm thinking if I'm th- if I'm thinking this way, I'm pretty sure that, you know, many others that are listening are thinking the same thing. Like what and why and how, dude, you know, it's just. And uh, how many like it's really frustrating how many different 18 year olds she went through and. She was able to get another teaching job. Not that I'm blaming the school because, you know, she did change her name to her maiden name, which isn't illegal. So they did a search on her maiden name. But then it's like, how didn't you come up? Because if you do a background check, it'll say other. You know what? But she probably didn't put other names. So she probably didn't even mm -hmm. do that. But they did her. They did their due diligence when they found out who she was. They did fire her, but she was already in another relationship with another student at the school. Like, come on, you're a freaking teacher. <laughs> there should be a law against it. <sighs> there is a law against it. What but he, they're 18. She makes sure that they're 18, so it's not like really they could do anything. Now, if it was a 17-year-old or a 16-year-old. Yes, because she's right at that border. She's she's sure and aware of her decisions, I'm pretty sure. She's saying, how old are you again? <laughs> oh, I'm 17 I and I have a winter ID. birthday. Winter ID, birthday please. in two months. Yeah, okay. right. <laughs> oh, well, I'll wait eight weeks and then I'm going to hit him up. I'm definitely going to hit him up. <laughs> <laughs> That's so creepy. Oh, my God. Do you like ice cream? Ah. You know? <laughs> I mean, he's a kid. That's my point, you know. <sighs> They're kids, I guess. Why, why does your mind go somewhere else? Cause no, because it's not. just like you're trying For to once. you're trying to talk to somebody. You're trying to holler at them, and your first question is, "Hey, do you like ice cream?" Like, ah, uh. no, one, no, once, no. Here's the thing: the ice cream is the celebration of the the cake and the party because you're asking oh, when's your birthday. Okay. Hello. Because okay. I was like, yeah. you're never going to ask a so, grown ass man, hey, do you like ice cream? My white van with barely, the puppies and kids are right grown. out there. They're barely, they're barely grown, Kai, because my thoughts are she could be, you know, just eyeing, uh, you know, one of the kids in the school, you know, two months before he turns 18, just kind of sizing And you up. know, she does so have access to their files. So she does yeah. know how old they are and when their birthday. Oh, it's just getting worse and worse. It's just getting weirder and weirder. I oh, agree. God. It's just uh, <laughs> so. Anyway, listeners, you guys, uh, it's it's these stories are just whoa. They'll take you out yeah. there. Let me know and what y'all really think, happen. and y'all who are teachers, let mm-hmm. me know if you. I mean, obviously, especially the keep teachers, stuff anonymous, or how does Char say it? Anon. Well, I think I finally learned how to say it. it took me about Char did years, not know how to say it. Anonymous. That's okay, what she up. says. Anonymous. This is this is when we need our drum roll because I think I can say it now. Anonymous. No, she's still saying it wrong as you anonymous. can hear. Anonymous. No. So please keep <laughs> names anonymous and let us know if you know of any teachers who kind of fit the bill in terms of they look sideways at the students. Because, and don't give their names. And, oh, and, and, and what what do you do in that instance? Do you do you alert the principal? Do you alert the, skill, the school board? Or you do, do you just keep like an eye on them to make sure they're actually not doing anything with the students? Because I'm telling you right now, I'm I'm telling somebody, and if nobody's gonna listen to me, I'm calling the news station. Somebody's gonna listen. <laughs> somebody's gonna listen to that. Point. Somebody's yeah. gonna listen because no, I'm not letting a child's life get screwed up like that. But anyways, if you like this episode, as always, head on over to Apple Podcasts or go to Spotify. And in Apple Podcasts, you hit the purple button and give us five stars. And in Spotify, after you listen to the ed- episode, you hit rate i think the word i think it's rate there i think you hit rate episode this is something new so i'm not 100 percent what happens in spotify but i know you have to listen to the episode in spotify first and then they give you an option to rate either way apple Podcasts, spotify or a new platform that i'm on is good pods head on over that rate us five stars you can say whatever you want in the description but help us get up in those charts please we'll be forever grateful for you Don't forget to visit us on Patreon and become an LNM exclusive subscriber for crazy bonus episodes, um, commercial free episodes of Love and Murder, uh, behind the scenes, and so much more. 
It is only $3 a month to join us over there. Follow us on social media at facebook.com forward slash relationship crime, Instagram at love murder podcast, our Facebook fan group, just search love and murder fan page. You can search that in Google or you can search that in uh, Facebook and join us on over there. Uh, there was in the last episode, there was this movie that I was thinking about. I couldn't remember what it is. I remembered and it's up in our Facebook fan page. So if you want to see what movie I was talking about, go to our Facebook fan page. You'll see the movie. You'll see the interview. I actually posted uh, the video of the actual interview with this child. And it's so chilling to watch. It is so chilling to watch. So head on over there. Uh, if you love merch, you can get our merch. Love and Murder Merch. Just go to our website, www.murderandlove.com and go to our store in the menu and you'll find merch, which we have glasses, water bottles, phone covers, um, good Lord, pillows, throw pillows on my And as favorite. I say, stretch pants. What's the other word for it? Oh, good Lord. Leggings. Don't listen <laughs> Leggings. to that boomer over Leggings. there. Ah, <laughs> oh, good Lord. Leggings. But I love those. Um, Everyone wears those. It's so fun. Hoodies, sweatshirts, t-shirts. We have it all. My favorite are the stickers, the glasses, and the throw pillows. Those are my favorites. But look in our store, see what you like, get what you like. Support love and murder, man. Well, don't support love and murder, literally. Support yeah, the don't podcast. Do that. Don't do that. <laughs> Not in the literal sense. <laughs> but definitely support us. <laughs> and you can definitely also support us for free by simply sharing this episode. So the episode that you're listening to now, there's a button that says share. Click that button. You can click it while I'm talking. Click that button and share with your best friend, your mom, your brother, your sister. If you have five cousins, share with them. You can even share it with your cat, your dog. Share. No, share, share, share with share, your share. five big butt cousins. Especially yeah. <laughs> the big butt ones, <laughs> share it with them. But the flat butt ones need love too, so share it with them. Look, yeah. I'm not making fun of flat butts. I don't have a flat flat butt, but it's is nowhere near as big as Char. So <laughs> we flat butt people got to stick together. Share with the flat butt. Share with the big booty. Share with the big titties. Share with them the all. The little tiny ones. <laughs> <laughs> don't discriminate. I just share. I used to be a member of the itty bitty titty committee. And then I had a kid and mine just bloof. That's just the lucky part of hormones having a baby. Yeah. And yeah. they never went down. So they're just there. But anyways, yeah. Share with everyone. Share the love. Share the love. Kai can't sing, but share the love. It <laughs> sounds like a Broadway musical. Where am I? Where am I, I right now? I think it's time for us flashback. to go. This Tylenol is making me loopy. So anyways, I want to remind everyone, thank you, first of all, for joining us. And as always, it's all love, love and, and no murder, murder y'all. Have a Good great night. week and be safe, everyone. Bye.